Hey everyone, this is The Lux Code with Madeline and Jessica, and we are coming at you with our first episode. Year. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, The Lux Code is where we're putting culture back into luxury. And um, for introduction's sake, I guess we can go ahead and start out, you know, where we're from, what we're about, and all that good stuff. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure, you go okay. first. <laughs> So hi, everyone. My name is Jessica, and I am from Los Angeles originally, but I've lived in Greensboro, North Carolina for the past five or six years, I would say. Um, I went to University of North Carolina at Greensboro, um, graduated class of 2016 with my bachelor's of science in consumer apparel and retail studies. Um, So basically just the business of fashion. Um, and just a quick little recap about my experience for the past three years was working for a global denim company. And now I am mm-hmm. in, we're both in mm-hmm. the North Carolina State University GLAM program, which we'll get to in a second. Yep. Hey, you all. My name is Madeline Polk. I am originally from Decatur, Georgia, but um, I claim Charleston, South Carolina, because that's where I grew up. You know, Navy brat, you don't ever know where to say you're from. (laughs) Um, I went to undergrad at the University of South Carolina, where I studied marketing. Um, After finishing back in December of 2018, I decided that I wanted to go straight into a master's program. And that's basically how I got into the GLAM program. I had a friend tell me about it. Um, I had always been interested in retail and um, love the idea of luxury, love the fact that um, I think that luxury is the the meeting point of passion and um, craftsmanship. And I just wanted to be around people who were just as passionate about a product or service as I would be. Um, so do you want to go ahead and get into what the GLAM program is? Well, wait, hold on. I didn't say why I wanted to be GLAM. <laughs> I mean, I, it's really actually quite funny because I told my friend that I would never go to grad school mm-hmm. and I didn't feel the need for it because fashion is all about who you know, not mm-hmm. what you know. Mm-hmm. And, you That's know, what they tell you. That's what they tell you. They try to like get into your head. But mm-hmm. now it's funny. I said I would get zero masters. Now I'm getting two. Right. So, <laughs> so that can be our segue into like what this program is about. Right. So um, the GLAM program is basically, um, when you break it down, the name, it's the Global Luxury and Management Program. And it is the brainchild of NC State and Schema Business School, which is, um, it, our school will be based in Paris. Um, Schema has multiple satellite schools around the world, um, but the one that we're specifically going to be going to is in Paris. And the breakdown of how the program works is that we spend a semester at North Carolina State um, where we'll be studying um, more the management side of business. Uh, We'll get our master's of management here. And then in the second part of the program, will be in Paris, where we'll get our Master's of Science in Global Luxury at Schema Business School. And throughout the program, we'll be doing different study tours. Like, for instance, we'll go to New York in the fall for um, our fall break. Um, And then I know that we will be taking a couple study tours um, around uh, Italy and Paris Paris and whatnot like that um, when we're abroad. 
Perfect. Yeah. So um, this is really great. I honestly didn't realize applying to North Carolina State that it was such a huge public university. Mm-hmm. And it's just not anything that I'm used to. I've always gone to like smaller institutions. Mm-hmm. So just to be on campus, which is like triple the size of any school that I've ever been to. Right. And then to have all the resources available, it makes you want to just take advantage of everything, everything like yes. in your reach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm definitely excited too. I mean, me coming from a, a school that I already thought was big, USC is, um, you know, it's a PWI, big, big school and big campus. Um, but and for those who don't know, PWI is a private, no, predominantly, predominantly white <laughs> institution. <laughs> Private is not private. It's private or public. So it's predominantly white institution. Um, uh, So coming from that space, I, you know, I'm used to long walks across campus and um, just having so many resources at my fingertips. I didn't think I could get any more than what I got Mm -hmm. at USC, but NC State is like that times two. in all the bad and the good ways. <laughs> um, but I'm excited because not only do we have a lot of resources, but we have a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Um, I We walked on campus and automatically felt welcomed. Um, everybody was very um, helpful and wanted to, wanted to guide us. So that was nice too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So going into our academic recap. So essentially the whole point of this show is not just to give you culture context, but also like a recap of what we've been doing and what to expect if you are interested in the program or you just are nosy and want to know what the heck we're doing. Right. So. <laughs> Keeping up with us. Right. Exactly. So I guess we can start with um, before orientation. Like, when did you get here? So I actually moved in the 13th, which is like the earliest day you can um, move in for um on campus living. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the 13th, I moved in. The 14th, I was just trying to um, get my bearings together. Like I left all of my professional clothing at home. Uh, yeah, like my, my business <laughs> casual clothes. I had like my suits and everything like that, but my business casual clothes I left at home. And Eugenia and I actually were talking before the program. Okay. So she was here too. And we went to the mall, um, got a couple of things, which was great because um, it was exactly what I needed. And then we met some of the French students um, that night mm-hmm. because they had just finished their orientation on the 14th. Mm-hmm. And they went to, I think it was Sammy's. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we talked and chopped it up. And that was really good because it made us very comfortable to see each other the next day at orientation. Okay. Yeah. So wait, so how did you and Eugenia connect? before getting here. Okay, <laughs> a story. Um, I'm trying to keep this short, but um, I applied to on-campus housing. On-campus housing was not getting back to me. It was like July and I was like, I have a month before my program starts and um, I don't know where I'm gonna live. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I was having like a little a little br- mental breakdown. And so I reached out in the Facebook group and I was just like, you know, hey, you all excited to see you all. But if anybody's looking for a roommate, let you go. No. Um, and Eugenia reached out and so did Emma. Uh, no, is it Lisa? One of the two. Okay. Elisa. Elisa reached out. Um, and so we were all trying to talk about um, like where we're going to live. Um, but housing did end up 
reaching out to okay. me. And so I got the housing that I needed and our plans to live together kind of fell apart. But um, that's how we knew each other. And then just from there, like I just kept sending her more information about like the flights that I was going to catch and things that I was doing to get ready. So, yeah, that's how we got in touch before. Well, good. Well, I'm glad that you got settled in very quickly. I personally, I, it, I had a very small window mm-hmm. as far as like just moving up here and moving my life because mm-hmm. I quit my job mm-hmm. like the first week of July. Mm-hmm. Then I had to go to LA to take care of my grandmother. Then I realized I had not done any summer reading. Not like for real, for real. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> but <how> long? <laughs> like for those of you who are considering this, summer reading is real. <laughs> you need to do it. <laughs> and so between like finding my apartment, they were trying to tell me that my movement would be August 16th. And I was like, mm-hmm. orientation's the 15th. So right. It's not going to work. So they were like, okay, you can come August 3rd. Mm-hmm. So then I go ahead and packed all my stuff up, moved up here. So I was out here for like, I guess a week and a half. Wow. Um, or a week before. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. Um, so, but the only caveat was like, I didn't know anybody coming to the program. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, look, I guess we all grown. We just don't. And right. Me and Shelly, <laughs> so it's fine. But um, I, did a, I did a little um, snooping on the Facebook group. <laughs> I looked at who was there and what to expect. Um, and I'm always like late. So I mm-hmm. made sure that to prepare myself, you know, getting the lay of the land, taking the bus, mm-hmm. like right. figuring out how far things were. So that was cool. Um but yeah, so then going to orientation, um, just getting there, signing in. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I mean, it's pretty much like any ori- any other orientation, right? W- w- like, how would you say? Uh, I would say kind of, sort of. Um, I think ours was definitely more in depth. Um, I oh for sure. <laughs> maybe we was working a nine to five job oh, at that orientation. Eight to five. Eight to five. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, I mean, like. Our orientation was just so, like, information heavy. It was hard to digest. Um, it, I mean, like, we got to learn a little bit more about the program, what to expect. Um, we had our impromptu introductions, um, which was interesting. Got to meet Mr. Cannon. Right. <laughs> he was friendly. If you know, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and then what else? Oh, uh, introduction of like resources that we have on mm-hmm. campus. So like, that was all good. Um, I think overall it was very like en- encapsulating of what we needed to know. Yeah. So it was comprised of two days and I think that was fine because mm-hmm. I mean, I think that was really good, but Dr. McGowan was saying that it was usually three days. Yeah. And, and I don't know how. They I could have nah. digested that information for a third day, personally, mm-hmm. but <laughs> we Not made it through. We did. We did make it oh. through. And I thought it was funny because we were supposed to do that, like, group. group. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. We were supposed to do that. Uh, it was a, um, uh, it was that tree runner. And we were supposed to be outside in the trees with. Like, doing zip lining. Lining. And, and um, like, team building. Yeah. Things, basically. But the weather. Which <laughs> I have yet to get used to. Because, and I lived an hour and a half away and like it's a completely different weather situation out here. Like it rains every other hour right. or every other day. Okay, it's sunny while it's raining, it's hot while it's raining. I mean like you're in business casual, you're in business professional. Okay. <laughs> you have to catch a bus. That will humble you. You like, okay? <laughs> running in the rain, don't want to get caught. Right. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Monsooning. Literally. We're, we were trying to get our 
IDs. You remember? Oh my god! We were trying to get our IDs, and it just all of a sudden started raining. Literally, the sky opened up, and I had on. I was looking real cute. She was. She was looking real nice. Instagram ready, and I got humbled. Oh, oh, she did. And it sure did rain. Like the sky fell out onto me, and my pants turned a different color because that's how wet my pants were. Honestly. So I mean, umbrellas broke. <laughs> Heads were hit. <laughs> it's like it's one of those things like you just gotta stay stay ready, so you gotta get ready. Like right. that's my motto. Yeah, so, I, feel I like. just ducked into a little uh little building right. while y'all kept going. <laughs> we caught you. We caught up later. But you know what? God was good because um my photo ID came out real cute. Okay, Despite- let's talk about that. <laughs> I think because she was short, she got like an upper hand. Like they had to readjust the camera while everybody else was like a mugshot. <laughs> Like, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, haters gonna hate. That's no. all I gotta say. <laughs> okay. Shade. Um, all right. So jumping in, like orientation is. It was very long. It was a lot of information, but I think it was really valuable to have up front. Right. But after that orientation, I felt like they could have provided a little bit more as far as like a step by step process. Right. Because. It, like applying or providing information to another country is foreign to us. Not, I mean, it's not, not it's not normal for most of us to travel. Like some of us haven't even traveled like outside of the country. Mm-hmm. So like the whole visa process and um, like completing the registration for schema was very, very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, they could have gone more in depth about like what to do um, about that. But that could have been in the first day because the second day of orientation was mainly like meeting the board members um, mm-hmm. and taking our pictures. And we got a like a, a tour, of the a tour library, of the library mm-hmm. which was very nice where we are now. Art. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we can definitely give that feedback to them. And maybe we just have to be the ones to kind of like outline that. And just ask for a breakdown like on the website. Right. Yeah. And so the students site. Okay, so first week of classes, I think, I mean, classes started on Wednesday, so it wasn't like it was a long week. Week, no, um, not at all. And I like that they had the orientation for graduate students. Yeah. Um, was that prior to? That was prior to, right? It was prior to classes starting, yeah. yes. But that one, I don't feel like. It wasn't, I wouldn't say oh, it was necessary, but like, yeah. it, it just, it was long and it was hard for me to stay awake. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Because I got to, I mean, it was basically the same information they gave, gave it was, us yes. in our orientation as mm-hmm. far as resources were available. But I did like the fact about the health center and um, getting help with what's it called um, stress. Yeah, yeah, like stress and counseling and mm-hmm. going before there is actually an emergency. See, like, right, that's really critical. You got to take care of yourself. Self care, people. Self care is important. <laughs> it's important. Hashtag self care. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I thought classes were fine, like getting or uh, introducing ourselves to our professors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Madeline and I both had an instance where we were late because Aww. of transportation. Father. Um, but that up. was a lesson learned. Yes. Like I said, it humbled us. It but, surely did. Um, you know, I, I, like we have a full week coming up, so I right. think it'll be fine. 
It will. I mean, honestly, I'm actually super excited about our classes because I think that all of them are not only going to be interesting, but extremely relevant. Mm -hmm. Like Because we are in a very condensed master's program, an accelerated master's program, nothing that we take is going to be frivolous, which is comforting. Um, And then another thing is, is that they're really putting an emphasis on building our brand and building our um, image. And I think that's key as well because well we have the tools to not only um present ourselves well but to speak well to make sure that we know how to sell ourselves as um reputable and uh valuable resources for a company so i'm i'm definitely excited for all the professional um growth that i can get from this program and personally like the main reason why i did this program was because I was already in like having a work experience, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had a foundation. Right. So like taking supply chain management that I didn't take in undergrad mm-hmm. or taking um, like forecasting, doing forecasting projects, like things that are really going to contribute to my skills in addition to my brand. Mm-hmm. But like being able to back that up, like once I get in the door, okay, now can you actually do the job? Right. Like I feel like unless you did a business major, like right. you didn't have that experience prior to. Right. Like I came from a creative background. So this, to me, I'm like soaking it all in. Right. And I think even from like a business background, um, because that that's all my my undergrad is in. Like it's, but it's very broad. Mm-hmm. So this program is actually taking me more focused, mm-hmm. which is nice because, you know, you're an undergrad and you're going through these, these classes and you still don't know like what you really want to do because nothing is tailored, mm-hmm. you know, but going through these classes and kind of focusing in on the industry helps me understand, okay, I have my industry. I just need to understand what I'm most passionate about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, and one thing to know about the classes too, like our board, board of directors they hand pick these classes and pick the professors even if they do not already teach at nc state which is mm-hmm. great because these are people and professionals who have the knowledge and expertise on what they're talking about and mm-hmm. they have applied it already so they can transfer that knowledge to us right so i really like that love to hear it love to hear it but let's go ahead and transition into the key of the week um and this is basically us talking about um what we feel is an important revelation that we made during the week and um i remember um doing the second day of orientation mcgowan was um teaching and kind of lecturing us on um the definition of luxury Mm -hmm. in america and um throughout the throughout the week we she was just kept she kept iterating that um we need to understand culture and how culture um is what's changing the luxury industry right now and that the definition of luxury is changing. Um, but she defined it and broke it down for us in the American sense. And she brought out a um, <clears throat> a diagram where um, a triangle diagram where it started at the bottom with the most um, accessible luxury um, items and brands. And at the top was the grandeur um, exclusive exclusive stuff at the top and right there on the second maybe second third <laughs> tier yeah. was Louis Vuitton and I said what <laughs> like, what you mean what you mean like Louis Vuitton and then like, like right above it was Tiffany's Tiffany's like, right uh, and it's I don't like have access to that. that right and it's like you you really think and you look at the top of that 
that platform and you're like, I have never seen these brands a day in my life. I've never heard of these brands. I don't think I've ever seen these brands. And it just makes you realize like how big luxury really is. And um, that luxury is so much more than like um, Michael Kors and Louis Vuitton and Prada and Gucci. Like there are labels that some people will never see, never hear of. And if we get a job in those exclusive brands, our friends may not know what those brands are and could think that we, we're working for a startup or working for something that's less than what it really is strictly because they don't know the extent of how far luxury really goes. Um, so that was the, the key of the week that y'all, you don't even know the half of it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much more. Right. And my key of the week is it stuck with me on the first day where basically one of our public speaking professors or lecturers came in and said a quote like what got you here is not is is not ooh back up (laughs) (laughs) what got you here won't get you there facts so anything that you thought that you have already applied is going to propel you to the next level you have to not only humble yourself but also be open and learn about what's going on and digest it so that you can apply it to get to the next level. Thanks. Um, and that really resonated with me because I can sit here and say I have so much experience and I've done this, that, and the third, but clearly I don't have that, I, it hasn't gotten me that far because I'm in the same room as my other cohorts. Mm-hmm. So you have to really be understanding and be aware that there's so much knowledge out there mm-hmm. and you don't know what you don't know. So be receptive to that and be open to that. So that's mm. my key. Come on, preach, <laughs> baby, preach. A word. A word. <laughs> a proverb. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, this is speaking of a proverb. Social proverbs. What? <laughs> Social proverbs. Okay. Um, there have been some things uh, socially that have become like key, uh, how do you say? Like key. Uh, catchphrases throughout the week and one of them has been you love to hear it (laughs) oh but people have been definitely stealing my phrase the whole week (laughs) um and then Takesh our Japanese student Takeshi he told me to call him Takesh oh okay yeah I don't know you know what hey hey you love to hear it You know, I keep telling him, you know, uh, I don't know if I can go out today or, you know, it's not in my budget because no tengo dinero. Mm-hmm. And he hit me up and he was like, you know what? You're right. No tenemos dinero. I said, you know what? Tuh. You love to hear it. You love to hear it. I, can. I cannot. But social aspects of what's going on right now. Um, We're just going to go into straight talk and just start off with the woe of the week. Okay. The woe. <laughs> Look at here. So, you know, because our cohort is very culturally diverse, um, there's going to be a lot of like times where you have to break social norms down for them. And one of our French students um, who I've been bonding with um, throughout this week, I, I came up to him and I was like, hey, how you doing? He was like, oh, I'm good, baby. You can kiss my ass. And I said, whoa. <laughs> I said, what? Hold up. Pause. <laughs> Hold the phone. <laughs> we just said the whoa. 
right now. Right, we, okay, the entirety. The, the goal. <laughs> the audacity. The audacity. I just don't think that he completely understood what he said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I asked him again. I said, I can kiss you what? <laughs> and, he, and he said it again. And I said, okay. So in my head, I was like, Madeline, step back. He is foreign. He does not know what he what this means. And so I had to politely break it down to him. I said, babes, um, in America, that is very offensive. Um, and people actually say that when, like, they're upset or angry mm-hmm. um, and they want to fight somebody. Like, oh, um, you're a piece of trash. Oh, you can kiss my, like, type of situation. Like, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um what would I say if I wanted to? And it, the conversation didn't really get any better from there. But you know, you, you guys get the gist. You know, I had to, I had to break it down for my friend. So that was my woe of the week. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, my woe of the week is the fact that, again, cultural differences. Mm-hmm. The French they love to partay. And partay. Okay. Like. Not every night, but I feel like my pockets are saying every night because mm-hmm. it's, it's someone's birthday, which it's new. So like we have like, how should I say this? It's not bad that they want to like socialize with us, right? And all that other stuff. I'm old, like I'm 26. <laughs> well, not old, but I'm older than most of our cohort mm-hmm. who are like between 21 and 23. Mm-hmm. So to me, I can maybe go out twice a week with four days in between. Mm-hmm. My <laughs> Four days because between. my bounce back, my recovery time is not what it used to be. <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm gonna go out Friday night, mm-hmm. and we're good. I'll see you Monday. I'll see right. you Wednesday, whatever. Right. And then like, oh, tomorrow. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So this is the thing. So it's it's not really like as extreme as Madeline's, but right. It's something that I have to get used to and that even my, like knowing my social threshold, mm-hmm. going to different mixers, mm-hmm. um, like the social, what is it? The black grad student, student association, association. Yeah. Um, and going to the, <laughs> going to the stroll off and going to oh. like all these events on campus to get to know the campus and get to know your way around and meet new people because we're only here for a certain amount of time. So I want to right. take advantage of that. So mm-hmm. that was my woe, but like, I'm like, okay. I'm going to do it for this first couple of weeks. Right. And then we're going to slow it down. Yeah, right. And I feel like we're going to have to anyway, just because like our schedule and our workload is going to require us to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like just the, there have been a lot of events this week. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, we came in after orientation and it was somebody's birthday. So we had like a little wine night for that. Um, and then later on that week, we had another orientation and we had um, the back to school jam, which was like basically a showcase of the um, different uh, talent, different and organizations, organizations yeah, on campus, um, which was <clears throat> very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think just coming from like different schools, you know, you have a different sense of a community, and being in a, a new place, it's you have to kind of get used to that. It's a it's a different vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. But I I like that they are so open and that we have the opportunity to go and see it. And, you know, it's just a reflection of the community at NC State, I believe. 
So. Right, right. But um, speaking of open, like, I think that there, it was really nice to know that we had support, like, off-rip. Um, there, we went to a, like you said before, the Black Graduate Student Association. association. Mm-hmm. And just going there and meeting them and knowing and being a part of a group chat um, allows us to know that we can reach out and be a part of the campus too and not just be caught in our glam bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice. Um, it's <clears throat> also nice seeing other people who look like you who are trying to level up their lives mm-hmm. and who are doctoral students and right. second year grad students and getting their third master. Like it's just, it's, it's, just, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So it makes us want to keep going and also like reach out to them whenever maybe we feel I don't know, like lost or <laughs> yes. we need some more support than what we're getting. So right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think like the last like big social event that we have is this weekend, um, which we're currently in recovery from. Uh, really? Because I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what? <laughs> Melanin, <laughs> too dark to throw shade. <laughs> never heard that in my life. <laughs> it's in Beyonce's new song. Oh. You, you tried it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, no, so like she said, the French like to party and like traditionally, they have told us that they party till 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know about all that, but um, they they were really fun to hang out with this weekend. I think that was the first time we actually party party with them. Mm-hmm. Like before it was just like, you know, chill nights, but this time we actually went out and had fun and that was great to see. But thanks for tuning in, you guys. Um, we'll be back next week with a little bit more juice and a little bit more culture about luxury. Um, we'll dive into that later um, in our next episodes. So here on the Lux Co, we're going to basically be talking about luxury and culture and how culture feeds into luxury, how culture is changing luxury, the culture behind luxury. Basically, we put the culture back in luxury. Um, so we'll have a segment called um, Culture Context, where we basically might break down some news in the luxury industry. Um, and kind of talk about how this feeds into what's going on socially and what's going on culturally in our communities um, and giving you some history behind the brands, history behind why um, things may appear the way they do, and also breaking down some of the stereotypes that um, kind of linger over the luxury industry. So stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.